Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to Tell My Story. I got a very interesting, uh, incredible story for you tonight on my little podcast here. I really appreciate everybody for joining, especially on YouTube and TikTok here. Uh, we are going to be streaming this to about five different platforms, but I really appreciate y'all joining. Fire and Glory, great to see you. Raven26 in the house. Well, I've got a great story then tonight. You're going to love this, Raven26. You're going to actually really like this because this is about um, Iraq and uh, Baghdad and everything else. That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. It's really good to see you. Don't know who you are, but I love you, man. I'm glad you're here. Much respect to you. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Gabriel. I got a great story for y'all tonight. It's about Iraq. It's for real, dude. It is for real. Fire and glory. So everybody on YouTube right now and everybody watching on the different platforms, Spotify, all that stuff, I don't understand all of it. But you're going to hear me repeating some things because um, I'm actually um, answering questions that are live streaming on the TikTok or coming up. Jimmy, what's up? Hey, brother, what's going on? Touch point. Sup, big dog? Great seeing you, man. I've been looking forward to your lives, man. I've been looking forward to my own lives. And I say that in a humble way, but I just like doing them. I like the feeling I get uh, when they go good and when people get help and blessed by them and uh, get touched, man. Hey, what's up? God bless you, brother. God bless you, Jersey boy. What's going on? Love you too. Hey, I'm just, uh, I'm going to do some greetings. We're going to do some shout outs. We're going to do some touch point shout outs. And then we're going to get straight into uh, a story I have for you. A real story. A fun one. And uh, I think that by the end of it, you may very well have an answer to some of your most difficult problems in life. Because I'm not only going to tell you a story that I'm sure that you will at least find interesting, at minimum, find very interesting. I think at the end, you might find some solutions and then I might provide you a couple more. And if you put them into practice, like everything else, touch point, lion's mane. If you put them into practice, they will not fail you because I don't do things anymore that are going to end up failing me because it is a huge Waste of time. Sniper, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine. What's up, my brother? Great to see you. You know Jimmy Joan. Joan. Jimmy J-O-O. No, I don't. I don't know that, I don't think. The commander and leader of Touchpoint is here. What's up? That's right. Focus. What's going on, everybody? Great to see you. We're up to about 100, 100 viewers, I guess. I want to start here in a second. Where, where's everybody from? I'm about to start a big story. Where's everybody from? Jimmy DeJula. Thank you for that. Did Max find his toenails? I don't think, I don't think Max, I don't think, I don't think his toenails are ever coming back, if that's, if that's what you mean. If they haven't gone back, if they haven't came back from his entire SEAL career, if his toenails have not grown back yet, and he's retired and he's been retired for quite some time, it's over, man. You could forget, you could say goodbye, hasta luego, to your toes, okay? 
Talk about framing. Clifton, New Jersey, Dirty Hands and Fool, man. Love you, bro. Big shout out to all the fire department, the Clifton Fire Department. You sent me an awesome shirt, man. Thank you very much. What are you talking about? I'm telling you right now. Hey, thank you for that. I did a little bit of a grooming to my lines, man. You know what I'm saying? Do most SEALs know each other? Like you're about a phone call away from knowing a SEAL. Let's say I don't know a SEAL, but you give me his name and you give me his team he's claiming to be on, or he's on, or maybe he's on. You give me those two things, then I can find somebody that I used to know at a team or that I know now at that team, and then they'll know that person or know somebody. So you're about a phone call away from actually verifying stuff. Where did you get that shirt, man? I can't remember where I got This is pretty cool, right? I get a lot of my shirts from thrift store, but the best shirt you could possibly get is right here through my merch store, a Touchpoint Nation shirt, pop, twist, and squeeze. Touchpoint. It had a little stain on it. Got the flag on the back. Check it. And then it's got the flag on the, on the side. Hey, if you want to be part of the Touchpoint Nation or if you want to support the Touchpoint Nation, hey, all you got to do is grab your shirt on the Touchpoint link, okay? I'm about to start this show, okay? Now, that shirt adds about 100 pounds of dense muscle. A lot of you may not want that kind of muscle. So don't buy the shirt if you don't want 100 pounds of aloe. Uh, what is it? Alloy titanium is what happens. Just get the shirt and you'll see serious muscles start popping out. It's strange. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like a buck 20, soaking wet, okay? And I say that very lightly because I was a seal. I hate water. Always look cool, though. When I put this shirt on, we are talking about 240 now. Two, I'm not 240. I'm like 220. Whatever. You get me. I'm joking around. Come on. Come on now. Man, I wish I could come over and have a Bible study with you. What's up, brother? Love you. Why does this person say hick? Hick. Possibly. I've been called a lot of things. Pine Rose to, hey, hey, whoever said that, check it out. You you stick to the end of my story, and you're probably still going to stay hick. You're, you're probably still going to say that, and you might even hate me more. But, man, I'm telling you, you're going to love this story coming up. It's about the real honey badger. I'm not talking about some little weak honey badger thing you see on TV, all this green screen commando. I'm talking about the real honey badger and i'm talking about in iraq this dude i knew he was an operator okay it's when i was in iraq we're gonna get into the story here in a second what's up my brother big fan holmes thank you so much tough point thank you for saying you love my stories i appreciate you you know i i didn't do well in school okay i dropped out when i was 14 my bible college and i had to clean about 400 toilets a day that's a hundred toilets four times a day, okay? Ain't no joking here. Rough times, but it worked out. Everything's okay now. Got some boils and staph infection like Job from it, but everything's okay. Do you regret any of it? I have a lot of regrets. You haven't lived life until you have some serious regrets. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. Hair is looking good. Thank you so much for saying that. Okay, let's see here. What's up? Here we go. Y'all are gonna see. Y'all gonna catch this story tonight, man. I'm telling you, I was taking a shower, and I started busting out laughing. No, not at myself. Okay, maybe a little bit, maybe. But I'm telling you, this is funny. Hair's looking good. Thank you so much. I'm gonna start trying to do more 
you know, like stories after my big shout outs. Where's everybody from? Jimmy, tell them not tell them not name their dog touch point. Yeah, if you check it out. Here's my worry. If you start naming your dogs touch point, okay, then then your dog will get stolen. Because there's so many people in the universe now that are catching on to this touch point nation thing. People are gonna be yelling touch point, and your dog's gonna run from you. Because that's his name, right? Touchpoint. And then this person's going to see your dog and see that your dog answered to Touchpoint. He's going to think it's divine and inspired by God himself and that God brought him this cute little dog named Tookie, a.k.a. Touchpoint. And now your dog just got stolen. Somebody else got blessed, though, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But that's how it happens, and you know that's how it happens. So don't be naming your dog or your child Touchpoint. I've had a lot of other people send me videos of their kids and pictures of them going to school with mohawks, lion's manes, lions in my lion's manes, all that stuff, yelling Touchpoint, Touchpoint. It's crazy. All right. Whew. Okay. Are you ready? I think there's enough people here. Uh congregated to tell this amazing story. Okay, in the SEAL teams, in Blackwater, in the Marines, not so much the Marines, but in the military, a lot of you know, a lot of you are awesome veterans, which I thank you for being part of this tonight. But let me tell you something, and I want to give a big shout out to all first responders, okay? Now, in the SEALs, in the Marines, in Blackwater, we have call signs, okay? Some places are more heavy on them than others, okay? I was called Haas. I was called Mr. 12,000 Pack Abs once. That's not true. Okay, that's not true. That's not true. And when I said I was Navy SEAL of the Year eight times in a row, unanimously voted, that was a lie because that was my mom who said that. And very far from the real truth, okay? But that my mom said that, though. My, my mom thought I was. And that's really all that matters in life, really, is how, what your mom thinks of you. Anyways, so Texas Tornado, my nickname was in the SEALs. You know, I've heard of Hurricane Kate. There's Face. There's all, you know, you, they, who told me I smell like French fries one time. Well, who says Who says I smell like French fries? That's messed up after you see the guy for two years. You ain't seen somebody for two years, and they say, man, you smell like french fries. This is the kind of intellectual conversations we're having here. So anyways, there's all kinds of nicknames. Haas. Well, what else? We got uh, one guy said, my name's going to be Chainsaw from now on. It's like, no, now your name's going to be Twinkle Toes. Okay? You can't really be naming yourself. Okay? It's like kind of a, an earned thing. Well, there was a guy, an operator in Iraq that I knew. And his name was not Jesus, but we called him Jesus. His call sign was Jesus because he had long, black, kind of straight hair, which he put up in a ponytail most of the time. And then he had a black beard, and he had like these crystal clear eyes, okay? He just peered at you. And the reason why we called him Jesus is he looked like the pictures you see of Jesus in the churches, okay? So... When I say Jesus, I'm actually talking about a guy, an operator whose name was Jesus, okay? Uh, whose call sign was that? Anyways, he didn't seem to mind. It was really funny. Anyways, so this is the true story about the real honey badger. Jesus, okay, probably had the worst luck 
that you could ever imagine uh, anybody having in Iraq. He was hit multiple times. He wanted to fight so bad. He wanted to be part of the battle. He wanted to be part of the firefight. He wanted to be part of the tick. He wanted to be part of the war, okay? But the war did not want to be part of him, but it wanted to leave pieces with him because every single time that he went out, he got hit, okay? I'm talking little shrapnel, bullets, everything, okay? When I met Jesus, and when I say Jesus, you know what I'm talking about, the operator Jesus, okay? The call sign Jesus. When I met Jesus, he had, can you imagine jumping in on this story? When I met Jesus, he had shrapnel all over his body. It looked like Swiss cheese. Everybody's like, what the heck happened? Magnanimous peacock. Anyways, when I met Jesus, he had shrapnel all over, like, like he had gauze on his neck, and I think he had gauze on his arm with little blood patches, you know? Just, just enough mix to, to wake you up in the morning, not enough to send you to Germany, and not enough to send you home or anything, but he had shrapnel wounds when I met him. And everybody said, yo, man, Jesus is one unlucky dude. Every time he goes out, he gets hit by shrapnel or something bad happens, a bad injury. I said, dang, man. So I was gonna, I, so I became a team leader of this team, right, with Jesus. Anyways, so I decided, you know what, this is kind of a, a dangerous situation because I just heard that Jesus almost got blasted by a rocket, okay, the other day. So I was like, okay, so Jesus is in my team now. So I say, we're going to put Jesus, okay, we're going to put him in the, in the, as a trunk monkey. Now, a trunk monkey, and he wanted to be the turret gunner so bad, but, but he had been wounded on another team, and it was just a liability. I didn't want the, I didn't want the, the, my conscience to be guilty of like, uh, this dude named Jesus dying on my, on my watch, right? So anyways, he's begging to go to the tournament. I said, Jesus, man, I'm sorry, brother. You got to be in the trunk monkey position, okay? You got to be in the back of the truck. And that's just how it is. Well, he's like, okay. We're like, okay. Still, it's a very, very dangerous place. We're still getting into firefights all the time, a lot of the time. Uh, you still can get blown to smithereens in your truck, okay, vaporized. You can get vaporized. Your body's made up of water. Yes, you can get vaporized, superheat. Now, we put Jesus back there. You know, what could possibly go wrong? A lot of things, but not, but that's the least dangerous spot of the team. So Jesus, man, he just wants to get some. You got to admire a warrior that just wants to get some in life. Well, he's got a little bitty porthole. I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe he could get shot through that porthole if he opened it up. But it's like this little thing. And then there's that thick pexiglass wind, you know, like windows and this truck that he's in. And he's watching eagerly like he's going to do something. You know, what's going on here? Anyways, we're going down the road. We get radioed up to me. Pops, Jesus is hit. I said, I know Jesus has been hit a lot of the times. I know that. Why don't, I don't want to hear that right now. They said, no, you don't understand. He's been hit. I said, that's not possible because Jesus was in the back as a trunk monkey and we haven't been in a firefight. We just ate chow. We're driving through the red zone and Jesus got hit. What, what the heck? A bullet magnet, right? Well, come to find out, we pull over all this stuff. He's bleeding through his nose real bad. A sniper round, an armor piercing one, a random one that we never saw where it came from, nothing. Pierced through the ceiling of the truck, the skin of the, the armored skin of the ceiling, 
ricocheted off a wall and then smacked Jesus right in the nose and bust his nose up. I was like, how does that happen? But Jesus, was he done? Was this guy, was this operator done? No, he's not done. Neither was the honey badger on that documentary that kept coming back after that lion. You know that lion who was going after his private parts? It was terrible. What a demonic little being. Anyways, so, so Jesus is always getting injured. And uh, he, he knows that, man, this is a bad situation because he's been uh, injured, you know. And so he gets back in the... Um, vehicles. He's okay this time. He's been hit by shrapnel, this and this and this. But this time I'm like, Jesus, man, I, I really don't want you to go out because this is really, really a dangerous place. And maybe God it, or something is telling you, destiny is telling you that, that you need to leave this place. Because every time you go out, every time you're part of this place, something bad happens. Now getting hit by shrapnel wasn't that abnormal, very, very possible, but multiple times in very strange situations? I don't know. So there was a very, very, very famous firefight that we that we were all in uh, shortly after this event with Jesus getting smashed in the nose by this ricochet. Very shortly after, we get this big firefight. I'm not really thinking about Jesus in the motorcade at the time. I'm up in the turret blasting away. We're taking heavies. It's a massive Firefight. And when I say massive, I'm talking Star Wars stuff. Like it looked like Star Wars because it was all smoke and fog everywhere. And there was just nothing but tracers going about waist level. And you're sticking your whole, almost your whole body out of these turret guns. Okay. It wasn't the ones with the armor on the side and stuff. And you're just, you're just duking it out. You're playing grenade tennis. You're going back and forth. You're exchanging volleys around every time you reload or your 240 machine gun goes down. Once again, you're getting shot at real close. You can hear the round snap at you, okay? They're smart. Insurgents are smart. We're going back and forth for a long time. I don't know this happens, but when we get back, okay, and this does not uh, glorify war or anything, but this is what happened. Jesus is in the, the, the undercarriage of the truck. The turret gunner gets shot in the head. He was okay, but he got shot in the head, it like wrapped around his uh, uh, Kevlar, and, uh, but it dropped him like a sack of rocks. Well, Jesus goes to fulfill the duty of a real warrior and fill this guy's spot that just got dropped, got hit in the head, okay, by an AK-47 round, PKM round. Well, people see him, some of the other operators inside see Jesus scramble and try to take the guy's position. Now, anyone else, this would be okay and very admirable. But Jesus is going to get smoked. I mean, he's going to get smoked because, I don't know, he's like a bullet man. Well, the guy's fighting because these rounds, there's rounds hitting these metal trucks. Like, bing, 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 all over the place. It's crazy. You know, it's like the Alamo there. Well, Jesus doesn't prevail because everybody's holding back. So he decides instead, he's so tenacious. He's, he wants to get some so bad. He wants to get, he wants to be part of the fight for God's sake. He wants to be part of it. So what does he do? He opens the side door of the armored truck, puts his leg out and gets stitched up by a PKM. 
He puts his one leg out of the vehicle and gets stitched up. You got to love the guy for trying. You got to love him for going all out. But let me tell you something. Sometimes you want to go all out in life and you feel like you're destined. By the way, Jesus was okay, but he had to go off uh, to Germany or to the States. I can't remember exactly. And I, I can't remember how extensive his wounds were, but it's pretty bad. He goes off. He, he has to heal for a long time. I seen him actually come back. This dude had tenacity and much respect and honor to him. What a, what a warrior. <laughs> what a crazy. Just like the honey badger goes back and attacks the lion after he's been put in a coma with a slap, you know, after his private parts, by the way, it's crazy. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes you're in a job, you're in a position in life. I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but are you, are you taking heavies like every time you walk out the door? Like, are you in a relationship or a job, or or somewhere in life right now, it could be a million different scenarios, and you are just taking heavies. Now, there's always casualties of war. There's always things that we cannot prevent. There's things that we never saw coming, we didn't have anything to do with, and just blindsided us. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking, are you intentionally going out in your life into certain scenarios and taking heavies, but you just keep on coming back like the honey badger. You just keep on coming back when you know that you shouldn't. I think I'm talking to some of you out there right now. You know that you shouldn't be doing something. I don't know what that is. I'm not judging you. I judge nobody. I'm not the judge. But you're doing something right now or or every day or every other day, or you're doing something and you're taking hits and you keep on taking hits. And eventually, I don't know what's going to happen, but the story never ends well. Because if you continue to get hit, something needs to change. Sometimes a complete 180 needs to happen. Sometimes you need to flee and run for your life from that situation that you keep on taking shrapnel from, you keep on taking bullet wounds from. Now, I don't know. You can't go into a battle. You cannot go into a firefight continuously and just hope for the best. It's a numbers game. You, you cannot go throughout your whole life risking everything um, or, or putting yourself in bad situations and expect to be saved out of all of them. You know what I mean? Praise God. Thank God I was saved out of a lot of things. But man, it's a dangerous world out there. And sometimes when we take, if you're taking enough hits in this life, it's time to bounce out of there. You feel me? And so a lot of people, a lot of people don't know how to leave though. A lot of people, a lot of uh, this mighty warrior tribe, this touchpoint nation, a lot of people I meet, including myself for many, many years, didn't know how to leave it. 
didn't know how to turn around and walk away because we can't do it on our own, you see. So um, it's very, very difficult to come out of a situation when you have no idea what to do. And it reminds me, look, throughout the Bible, mighty warriors and men of God and women of God had to go into some kind of retreat or reprieve or actually retreat in their life. David had to hide in a cave. And that's where he met his mighty warrior men. Did you know that? So that cave actually was a congregating point for the mighty warriors to come together and make a battle plan and then go off into war after that. They were disgruntled men that came to that cave because they heard David was, was held up in there. There's another place where, where a cave, uh, Samson was hiding. Samson was distressed in his own country and had to go hide in a cave. His own countrymen came and betrayed him. But the spirit of the Lord came upon him like a mighty warrior and he defeated the Philistines shortly after that. And then there was Elijah. He was in a cave and he was so distressed. He wanted basically God to end his life and take him out of this world. He was tired of everything. And, um, and God told him to go outside the cave and stand by and watch what happened. And so Elijah walked out in front of the cage, in front of the cave, and a big tornado came by him, a massive, mighty wind, all this ruckus. Bear with me. I'm going somewhere with it. All this chaos in his life, this huge war. And God said, was I in there? Was I in that wind? Elijah was saying, no, you weren't. And then a big earthquake happened. The whole place was shaking. Rocks were falling down. God said, was I in that? Was I speaking to you through that? Elijah said, no. And then a massive fire rolled through. It burned everything up, a scary fire. God said, was I in that? Did I speak to you through that? No. You see, then a tiny little quiet voice came to Elijah in the cave in his most darkest moment of his life where he's basically wanting to die. God tells him the next step in his life, what he is to do. Wouldn't that be wonderful to get the orders from the great commander in your life right now on what to do next in this life. But how in the world are you going to get those orders? If, if, like me so many times before, have relied on everything else in my life of chaos, other people telling me their dreams, uh, not that that's bad, not that that can't happen, and not that that hasn't happened in the Bible, but other people suggesting things, other people telling me things, other people uh, saying I should go do this in my life, this dream or this. But in your heart, you know what to do. It's that small, quiet, still voice, the commander's voice 
that is going to tell you and you alone what to do and when to do it. So if you find yourself in the same place as that operator, that awesome mighty warrior operator, in in the place that he was in, always going out, wanting to fight, but always getting wounded. All you want to do is go fight the battle with your comrades, whatever that is in your life, the proverbial battles. But every time you go out, you get straight up blasted. You get injured. You get shrapnel, bullets and stuff. Maybe it's time and maybe it's the best thing that ever happened to you in your life right now is to be inside a cave. You know, this whole house arrest thing has been the best thing that ever could happen to me because it's been one of the only times in my life where I finally was able to get quiet, isolated, and and hear the Lord. And it required some discipline. Nothing's easy in this life, you know that. But in that cave, in that cave that we have in our life, that place that you're in right now of isolation, not knowing, unknown, not knowing the future, all these different things could be the very best thing in your life that's ever happened because God will, in his time, speak to you. He will give you the orders. He will give you the next step in your life. He will never leave you or forsake you. If you've called upon him, if you've called upon his son, Jesus, if you do this, he will not leave you or forsake you. He will not leave you or forsake you. He will give you the command. He'll give you the orders direct to your dome. This big old dome of mine, that's exactly what he's going to do for you. And it's not, but it's not going to be in the chaos. God is not the author of chaos. So what God was telling Elijah in the cave is he said, I made this tornado. Yes, everything passes through his hands. That chaos in your life, whatever that tornado is in your life, that's so loud and chaotic, that is not God speaking to you. That is not God pushing you in a direction. That is not, there. when you see chaos, when you see anxiety, when you see something that just looks great, it smells great, but it gives you anxiety, something's not right. That is not God. He is not the author of uh, confusion. So he's not in the tornado. He's not in the earthquake. These big, loud signs in your face. I just saw this. I got to do this because it's a sign. No, no, be very, very careful. God showed Elisha exactly what he was to do next in a small, quiet steel voice in a cave in probably the most loneliest place you could ever imagine in your life, a cave where it doesn't seem like anything will ever work out when you're in a cave. Trust me, I know. That's what's up. So keep pushing on, keep moving forward, keep pressing forward in life, But take a seat in that cave, that proverbial cave. Take time out 
to hear his voice, to hear that small, still voice in your heart. And he will show you what to do. Sometimes we know what to do, but we just don't want to do it yet. But we want to complain about what we would have to do because we know we have to do it. You know what I'm saying? What's up, everybody? I cannot tell you how much you have inspired me. Drug addiction for over four years, and you showed me the light. Justin, man, that... I can't tell you how humbling that is, and I appreciate you, man. Um, uh, I believe with all my heart that it's the reason why, the number one reason why you have been saved is Jesus has had mercy on you. The second reason is for you to use your testimony just by you saying that on this live right now shows other people that there is absolute hope. When some random, random dude pops up on a live and then some people start coming in with testimonies about how, how Jesus has saved them in this big group, that's powerful. That's powerful. Keep, keep spreading your testimony to people. Thank you, brother. All my love to you, man. I hope that you're uh, doing well tonight. I hope that you're doing good, Justin. I really appreciate your testimony. Thank you. Starfish, it's great seeing you. Jimmy, do you know Sean Ryan from SEALs and CIA? No, I don't know Sean Ryan. Um, I actually had to look Sean Ryan up months ago when I first heard about him. Looks like a cool dude. Looks like a cool dude. Navy Vet Stitch. Hey, brother, what's going on? Just thought by to tell you to stay free, Jimmy. God bless you. Man, staying free is the key. Getting freedom is one. Staying free is another. Uh, I was in Blackwater uh, going through the vetting process in 2004. Yes. What sort of wild stuff was McPhee into? Man, I'm going to tell you straight up about McPhee. He once told me that... He did ecstasy with Janice McAfee in Transylvania, Dracula's castle, all night long. True story. And then he did one of the most epic speeches that he's ever done the, the very next day. Completely wasted. I'm not glorifying that, but that's what happened. It's pretty funny. I mean, isn't that crazy? Shoot a reverse asthma, Jimmy. What's up? You bring, call me peace to my day. Thank you. Read my last comment. I didn't see your last comment, brother. Ask me again. I see most things, though. Hey, Jimmy, what's up, my man? Hope all is well. Thank you so much. Sleep deprived, still alive. Mom, thank you so much for coming on. Isn't it be great? You you since you got your profile picture, I think you just had a blank uh, profile for a long time there. Didn't know what's going on. You and strawberry. You have uh, you a coffee drinker? Uh, man, I love coffee. I just don't like the bitter stuff. You know what I mean? Thank you for your service. Appreciate you saying that. Do you close your eyes in the shower? No, I stare at the shower uh, with my eyes just wide open. Uh, just stare at them. 
just stare at the, the shower, just pounding my eyeballs in. Good to see you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for all those likes, everyone. Thank, thanks for um, getting yourself a touch point shirt. Got my, got these blacks in still. Got another 100 black in. And we got the OD green ones. We got the OD green ones. We got the OD green touch point shirts. That's crazy. Sick, right? Navy SEALs do not love water. Who told you that? Who lied to you? Somebody just said Navy SEALs love water. Are you are you serious? My gosh, look how bright my face turns when I when I get crazy like this. I'm guessing not. I love you, man. I want a green one. Very nice. Yeah, the green ones are nice. The, the green ones are awesome. Sherry Berry, what's up? User 02903334446490210P says, I'm joining the army. Much respect to you for joining the army. Much respect to everybody in here. Where is everybody from? Ask me anything. What's up? How tough was Buds for you? And uh, how tough was Buds for you? Thanks for all those hearts, everybody. Thank you for tapping on your skin. Uh, how tough was Buds for you? And what helped you get through? Um, it was easy, man. It was a joke. It was so easy. I can't even tell you, man. Nothing. <laughs> I'd do it again. Puff, puff, give. Man, it was terrible, brother. It's terrible. You know, first of all, you're seeing classmates that you thought for sure would be there at the end of this thing. Uh, you're seeing them quit. And, and it's scary because you're holding on. You're not quitting, but then you'll go through a big slump and something will happen and your little mind will start playing tricks on you saying, Jimmy, just get a cup of coffee. Just go to sleep. Go to sleep for a long time, forever, into a coma. And you're like, man, that sounds pretty good. Oh, snap out of it. You know, you're running miles and miles. You, can't, you cannot stop. You run the entire time. You're at Bud's. It's, a, it's about eight months. Just that part. Okay, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Don't be reading the internet thinking it's six months. Like you're going to, yeah, right. You don't even get your little skivvies with your stamp on it in six months. You're running miles and miles. You, you can't stop ever. You have severe chafing. The pull-up bars have blood all over them. And medical tape. You have to put Vaseline petroleum jelly all over your legs all the time. It's very, very hard. But there was only two times where I really, really thought about quitting. And then I broke through that. Other times I just was like, man, why am I doing this? You're always questioning why are you doing something, you know what I mean? That's why you have to have a real resolve when you go in. And um, what helped you get through? Well, you know, the, the night before Hell Week, the night before Hell Week of Buds, um, you know, we make our last call to our family. Like, I hope I, I hope I can call you in, I hope I call you in five days or six days or seven days 
with good news and not in two days and that I quit because Hell Week is atrocious. The classes dwindled down to about 100 guys at that point from 250. And then by the end of the week, you may have 20 dudes out of that 100. So uh, when the night before, I called my dad and I said, Dad, I said, I'm going down to the river and picking out three smooth stones. And he said, son, did you quit? Are you drunk? Like, what? Like, what the heck are you talking about? And I was referencing David and Goliath's story. I was referencing, I always love that story. You've all heard it, probably. I was referencing the part where David, a nobody that had nothing, that didn't have the physical ability, that didn't have the mental aptitude, has the only cojones, the only real heart. God's looking for heart. He's looking for a mighty warrior heart. He's the only one that would fight that giant. And so it said he went down. It said that King Saul tried to give David his armor, his own armor. And David put his armor on and it just didn't fit him. That wasn't David. That wouldn't be David. David couldn't be him. David couldn't be himself anymore. Is somebody out there trying to make you be somebody that you're really not? Who are you really? Who are you really? Well, David knew that although the armor appeared to be great and looked and probably probably looked like it would help him out and, and keep him safe, it actually was going to be his crux. It actually was going to be his Achilles heel. It actually was going to kill him. Somebody else's armor was going to kill David. So David said, man, I, I'm sorry, man. He had the courage. That, that took courage. It takes courage before it takes courage to go kill a giant. But it's just courage in the small little things. And so David, he moseys on down to the, to, the, to the riverbed and he picks out three smooth stones because he knows if he can get a smooth aerodynamic stone, whatever that means, one that'll cut through the air real fast through a slingshot, then he may very well have a chance in taking out this giant. And one of the last things he said, he said, I killed a, I killed a lion and I killed a bear. This will be no different. Sometimes Jimmy has to paraphrase things, but this will be no different. So that's what I told my dad the night before Hell Week, right when they were about to do Hell Week Breakout. This was going to be the most significant moment in my life that either would make me fulfill a destiny, fulfill something that I had worked so hard just to get to Hell Week. Just to get to Hell Week was a freaking nightmare. So just to get there, I had to go down to the stream and pick out those stones. 
And that's what it's going to take for you to make it through this. Is the courage that the almighty God puts in your spirit, the mighty warrior spirit courage of courage. It's going to take a combination of that. And then you realizing that you have that. And then you realizing that you are not going to be able to do this. You are not going to be able to take out this giant. You are not going to be able to do this obstacle course with a torn bicep like me. You're not going to be able to do this run 14 miles with a broken ankle with gear on or with a fractured one healing. You're not going to do it unless you have the mighty warrior spirit of God behind you, the courage to do it, even when it looks impossible. And the third thing that's going to take is it's going to take being you. You will not get it through it with somebody else's armor on. In fact, somebody else's armor, the way they do things, might be the very thing that destroys you in this life. Taking on somebody else's body armor, it may look good, it may feel good, it may smell good, but it ain't you. One of the biggest words of encouragement and knowledge that I got when I got back from Operation Restored Warrior was to be you. Be you. God can do a lot with, with you if you if you decide to, to be you. That's what got me through. And yes, hell week was hell. But at the end of the day, when the sun finally came out, which it will for you too, if you're going through something terrible, and I can't imagine what some of you are going through. I've been through some bad stuff, but but I hear things sometimes, and I I literally cannot imagine what you're going through. I can't. But God's grace will get you through. Me and my dad were talking the other night how when my little brother died, when we found out he died, he had died in my mom's bed underneath her comforter. He had been decaying for six or seven days, a week or so. Died on Easter. The last thing that I ever heard from him, his last words were, Jimmy, he was my little brother. The last words he ever said to me, where Jimmy, I'm just trying life. Happy Easter. The lesson I learned from this, I had to clean up my mom's house in her bedroom in that smell. And it was God's grace that gave me supercharged energy to, it really didn't phase me. 
But it, but I look back and I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I got through that. But I'm telling you right now, if you got anything out of this whole thing right here, is you better never catch yourself saying these last these words right here. You better never catch yourself saying, I'm just trying life. Because this life will eat you alive. This life will chew you up and spit you out to the wolves if you start to say in your heart, in your mind, I'm just trying life out. Like I'm just trying life out like a, like a shirt, like a t-shirt. I'm gonna try it on. I'm gonna see how it fits. Don't be deceived. There ain't no trying. If you just go into this life with that kind of attitude and not the mighty warrior spirit attitude, you could get knocked down and steamrolled a thousand times like I have. And But if you just get up, just get up, just stand up and just be like, what? Touch point. Touch point. That's why I love saying touch point. I don't care what my lawyer says. I don't care what these people say. I don't care what this person says. I yell touch point. Because that's all we got sometimes is touch point. Some people say, well, what does that mean? I don't know. What does it mean to you? What it means to me is touch point. It means reset. Stand back up. Get back up. Beat your chest and go at it again. This life... I promise you that this life will get sick and tired of you getting back up. I'm telling you, for every single major successful person in this world that persevered through everything, it's Teddy Roosevelt said it's not the man, it's it's the man who gets up time and time and time again. I'm talking about women and men, whoever you are. It's people who get up every single time. It doesn't matter what happens next. Don't be fooled. It doesn't matter what happens next. All that matters is that you stand back up. This is coming from someone. If I ever said anything true, if I ever said anything that would, that, that I want you to take part of is, is this, is I know what I'm talking about when I mean don't give up. I know what I'm talking about when I mean stand back up. But don't ever say that you're going to just try this life. Because that's weak sauce. Because this world is too hard. This world will eat you up. You can't just be trying life. That's that's God's job. That's Jesus' job anyways. Give it over to him. All, all that's required of you is to get back up. Have your pity party. You know, slap, you know, 
do the funky chicken on the ground for a little bit between the toilet, dry heave a couple times, stand up, laugh at yourself, let the tears fall out everywhere, slap yourself around a little bit, wipe yourself off, take a big deep breath, and then walk out of that bathroom like a G and say, touch point, because that's all you got. Eventually, life is going to get sick and tired of you. And life's going to put you in the Hall of Fame. Life will put you in the Hall of Fame. Life is going to get sick and tired of you. And it's going to leave you alone. Life don't want no part of somebody who continues to mock them, who continues to stand back up and spit in the face of life and say, man, do your worst for I'm going to do mine. I'm going to do my worst to you. I'm going to impose my will upon you now and see what happens. And you're going to blast through. You'll blast through any obstacle. I found an email the other day where I had emailed my sister and I said, I have a torn bicep. I don't know how I'm going to pass this mile long course, O course, obstacle course. I don't know how. Considering the entire obstacle course is timed. And I'm talking the biggest obstacle course on steroids that you've ever seen in your life. That you could literally break your neck and become a sand dart, they call it. Guys fall down, break their neck, paralyzed. I'm telling you. Which requires all your foregrip, all your grip in your hands, your arms. I'm not bragging about myself. I'm just telling you that that day I chose not to try life out. Because I had every excuse in this world to say, oh, and trust me, guys do this. Oh, torn bicep, gotta quit. Sorry, gotta go, guys. No more wet and sandy, no more misery. And I figured I would just look like a fool and fall off an obstacle rather than go ring the bell. God's grace got me through. I somehow made it through. I saw that email the other day. I had forgot about it. Crazy. And it's true. Just before victory is the most hardest times often. So if you're going through a hard time right now, maybe you're just joining this life. I don't know you. I don't know your situation. Maybe you don't know me. Maybe you haven't seen my page. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Keep going. Keep moving forward. Keep going no matter what. Look at this lighthouse. Jesus told me I was going to be a lighthouse to his people. That's what I try to do to the best that I can, even when I feel like I can't go on anymore. Because I get real, you know, you get tired. You get, you get, you, you. Um, you got to keep going. You cannot just try life. Cammie, thank you so much, Cammie, for all that. Thank you so much. I see all y'all's gifts and y'all's hearts, and I really appreciate you. 
That was one question. Sorry. That took about 30 minutes. What was your side piece? Hard drugs to Jesus is real, Jimmy. You dang right it is. That's awesome. Max, I love you. Mama Bear, great to see you. Thank you so much. Big Fish. Big Fish. I sent old Big Fish a pair of free sunglasses because I like him. He said some meth heads must have stolen. I said, man, are you implying that I didn't send them to you, Big Fish? I mean, I wouldn't blame him for stealing them because they're cool with a K, but he finally got them and he likes them. That was funny. That was funny. New Brunswick, Canada. What's up? Sniper123469 said, you scared. What am I scared of, man? What's going on? Why are you throwing tomatoes? Why are you coming at me? You're always real nice to me. Come on. Do you have cash yet? No, I don't have Cash App, but I have, uh, I think it's at free Jimmy. Actually, um, if you want to donate to my lawyer fund, uh, my lawyer fees, I owe 50 grand. Uh, I have a Venmo, um, and I really appreciate everybody that's been donating. Um, I really appreciate that. You don't, you don't realize how much I appreciate you. I do have a Venmo through my merch link. You can go through my merch link underneath my profile pics, and I have a, a Venmo there. I think it's Free Jimmy, at Free Jimmy. Yeah, it's right there on my merch link. Or you can buy yourself some T-shirts. Sunglasses are 50% off. Touchpoint. Hey, if anybody has tactical um, questions or a question you think I'd be fun with, you know how I do these these videos. Uh, I got the Q and A back up. I don't know. Things happen on my TikTok weird. I just wake up one day the Q and the Q and A is gone. The next, you know, a month goes by, the Q and A pops up again. I'm like, what the heck? So that's back up. If you want to ask a crazy question, you'd be surprised the questions I answer. But thank you for asking if I have a, a cash app. I have a Venmo. I appreciate you. Appreciate all your support. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for grabbing yourself a... We got the OD green shirts in. Those things are cool. I appreciate y'all doing that. Support the Touchpoint Nation. A lot more videos going to be coming out. West Virginia, baby. What's up? I'm going to start putting this on my computer. Georgia. Go Braves. Go Dogs. Arizona. Touchpoint. Everybody, I love you tonight. I appreciate you. We love your 30-minute answers. Thank you. Sometimes I go on a tangent, you know. Yeah, yeah, you could just go to my bio. You could just go to that merch link, and uh, all my stuff is there. All the merchandise there. All the OD green shirts are there. Uh, everything's there. I appreciate everybody getting a shirt. I really appreciate everybody getting a shirt. I appreciate... Uh, any, any donation, any gifts, anything, your love is all that's required. Love your words of encouragement. Thank you. Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Daddy. Appreciate you. Hey, cost of everything, 
uh, 50% off the sunglasses, the cost of everything, just, just go to my uh, merch link and you can see pictures there, all kinds of pictures, touchpoint shirts. Uh, these shirts are like having the most masculine blankie that you've ever had in your life. You no longer have to search for that old binky, okay? You can wear a touchpoint shirt now. It has like 100 pounds of dense muscle. I don't know. You know, you got me, right? They're pretty nice. They really are. There's something about the mix. I've washed them like 20,000 times, and they still remain the same size. They're good. We got 2X now. I think we have black left, and we have uh, the very first OD green ones. Somebody told me, dude, you get some OD green ones, and that's some touch point stuff. And I'm like, what's up? If it looks cool, these had to pass a rigorous test. If they don't look cool on you, I ain't doing it. This one had a little spot on it, so I didn't wear it tonight. Or I would have worn it for you. Jimbo Balboa, what's up? Greg Foster, it's great seeing you. Yes, see, Big Daddy said, yes, added 25 pounds of spare tire to me. User's experience may vary. You know, you know, man, I hear you, man. I hear you. It's during the holiday seasons. Mama Bear, don't you think you're signing out without our closing prayer? Don't you worry about that. We're going to do a closing prayer. These shirts have your neck muscles in swole. Man, they used to call me No Neck Jimmy. That's the truth. <laughs> Jimmy, any, any more videos of you coming out a little pool? You know what? I'll do, I'll, I'll try to do a little pool one really soon. You know, just as long as I don't have to put water in it. I mean, I felt like I was going way out on a limb just putting the water in that in that kiddie pool the one time I did it. Oh. Make it Monday. Those are funny, huh? Those pool videos. I got to do more of those. I got to do the... I got to bring back the old school mask. Sipper 5, brother, what's up? I hope everybody had a good week, a decent week. I hope the rest of your week goes peaceful. Peaceful. I'll be doing more lives, as you know. Jimmy, did you have to decompress? Yeah, sometimes. You know, I put a lot of energy in this stuff. I have a lot of energy. I'm also doing a book uh, with an international bestseller. It, it takes a lot out of me. You know, you know, when you're rehashing memories, when you're rehashing stuff like this, um, I do it not to rehash the past and feel bad about myself but i really feel that there's major lessons i would be a fool i would be an idiot not to share with you my experiences and hopefully prevent you just on on a logic level to prevent you from from going through some of it on a spiritual level that testimony with the word of God, with, with the blood of the lamb, Jesus that died on the cross, he, he, the, that testimony itself, how he saved me, how he restored me, how he made my ears bright red now for some reason since then, how he did that, okay, um, is epic. And that's why I share that stuff. But that stuff can take, uh, take a toll on you sometimes, okay? Sometimes you just got to go around the hill or up on the mountain just to relax, um, but I still put out videos, you know, and I still put out a lot of input, still doing a lot of um, calls and stuff like that. Still doing the, the call list, you know.
Jimmy, pray for my father-in-law. He's about to pass beyond the veil into glory. Wow. Real quick. Um, if anybody has one or two words, a prayer request, I'll write them down real quick. I'm going to pray for your uh, father-in-law who's in this transition to the glory, man, into heaven. Uh, you, you, well said, my friend, well said. We're going to pray for that. Anybody need some prayer? I, I know I always need prayer. Thank you for praying for me. I appreciate you praying for me. Uh, Strawberry Blonde says, my son, your son's allergies must be pretty bad. Pray for our country. You know, my dad always said that World War II and these wars were not necessarily won by the, the warriors over there, but by the little grandmas in the prayer clauses, the war, the war room, you know, the prayer rooms. I really believe that. You know, our nation has been saved along with Canada and England and everything else uh, with a lot of prayer, through a lot of prayer. Eighty-seven model. We're gonna pray for you too, brother. I'm gonna pray for everybody here. Church is real confusing. Religion makes everything confusing. Man, I have new twins. I have new twin babies in the in the uh, what is that? The NICU. Just going day by day. Please pray. Five oh eight. We're going to pray tonight, big time. We're going to pray for your twins, my friend. Need prayers for everyone. Prayers for you, touch point. Dude, just pray for endurance for me. Please, I will. I'm going to pray for strength and endurance for you, my friend. Big Daddy, appreciate you saying that. I really do. Coming from you, I really respect you, man. You're awesome. Nick, what's up, brother? Max, how are you doing, brother? Jimmy, you're always in my prayers. Nick, Nick is a lighthouse to his people, God's people. Hey, we don't need to write them all down, but I just want to let you know, if you're just joining right now, or whoever you are out there, uh, that we're going to pray right now. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come in and do something for those twin babies, for everybody in here, that I cannot do, that no doctor can do, not do, that no pill can do, that no surgery can do. It's Jesus's name in his name alone that can come in and restore your heart. He, he makes a way where there's no way. He heals the broken hearted. He heals the children of this world. And he can do it tonight. 508, no problem. 508, Toddly. Let's pray right now, everybody. 
Jesus, I thank you right now. I come before you and ask you to come into this live session. I thank you, Father, for making a way where there's no way. I thank you for your full restoration and your mighty warrior spirit, the Holy Spirit, to come into this live right now and fill each and every person up with the courage that they need today, with the lifeblood that they need today, with the energy that they need today. I ask you, Father, to blanket each and every person on this live right now with your peace, a blanket of anxiety-free peace. I pray for peace just like you steeled the waters, just like you calmed the storm with one word, Jesus, I declare peace tonight for every single person in this life. I ask you to come down and restore each and every person's heart tonight. I ask you to give them the endurance and the strength that only you can provide. I ask you to speak to each and every person tonight as they lay down right now where they are, I ask you, Jesus, to meet each and every person right where they are, right where they stand, right where they sit, right here tonight. I ask you, Father, to perform a miracle in this person's life that has the two twin babies in the ICU. Father, you brought them into this world and now I ask you to make them whole and healthy and cured. I ask you, Lord, to do this miracle. I ask you to heal these children. I ask you to heal each and every person's heart. I ask you to heal Strawberry Blonde's child, her son of his allergies. All of his allergies must go. We know that your perfect will is for us to be healthy. And so I ask for your perfect will to be done in Strawberry Blonde's life, in her life, in her son's life, in every single person's life in here. I pray for a special peace to come over Big Daddy right now. I pray for a special peace to come into his house and into his life, into his heart, Lord and show him where you have been all along. I ask you to bless Nick and his family right now. I thank you that you bless Max. I thank you that you give Mama Bear peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding tonight. Holy Spirit, I thank you for linebacker tackling each and every person's heart right now with your spirit in making every single person whole right now. Father, we praise you. We humble ourselves before you. We ask you to come into this situation and do what no one else could have ever done. I ask you to step into the homes of each person right now, wherever they are, step into their workplace, step into their life, step into their life like you have never been before. I ask you to rescue to absolutely rescue each person that is crying out to you right now.
from the bottom of their heart. I ask you to rescue them, Father. I ask you to step in and heal the brokenhearted and make a way where there is no way. Someone tonight said that I didn't have to write it down to his prayer request. And he is absolutely right that I do not have to write it down because you have already written down every single need and purpose and destiny of each and every person in this place. I thank you that you cut through any confusion and I bind it all in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I proclaim healing and I declare a special anointing of peace and an anxiety-free night for the rest of this night and the rest of these people's lives. I thank you for destinies to make to reveal themselves. I pray that you would place special words into each person's mind, body, and spirit tonight, healing and peace. And I pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. 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 And I pray for our country. I pray for our country right now. In its desperate time of need, Lord, to, to please turn around this situation for the good. Only you can turn a situation like this around. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. Thank you, everybody. Hey, keep on trusting on God. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what happens, there are times in my life where I have wanted to fall flat down on my face. And there has been many times where I actually did. He sees each and every one of you exactly where you are. Jesus will meet you where you are. I've seen it with my own eyes. I love each and every one of you. Thank you, Touchpoint Nation, all you mighty warriors out there. I love all y'all, and I'll talk to you real soon. See you. See you tomorrow.